welcome to Scare You to Sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott, and I'm here to read you a spooky bedtime story. First and foremost, you may have heard it up top, but in case you skip the ads, I wanted to let you know that I will be doing a live show. Yes, Creepy Podcast and SCP Archives and I will be live November 10th in Chicago at the Music Box Theater. The ticket information is available in the show notes if you click on the link tree. It's at the very top of the link tree or go to the Music Box Theater's website. We'll talk about it a little more after the show, but for now, on to the scares. This week, we have a returning author, Zach Palmer, with the second installment of his Creepy Doll Trilogy. The first one was featured in an episode titled, I Watch You Sleep, posted on July 8, 2021. So please go check that out. The story is called Porcelain Temple, and you want to catch all three. So this week, Zach has for us Blossoming Asylum. Persistent red blemishes decorated Amber Lee's face as she examined herself in the bathroom mirror with the same scrutiny of a mortician. Despite numerous uses of face creams and foundations, there were always a few spots that wanted to make themselves known. After spending years in high school and college with crystal clear skin, Amberly found herself in her early 30s struggling with the declarative face growths commonly known as acne. She wondered if it was the stress of starting the new job as a web designer, or simply it may just be karma for her previous years. She loathed the second possibility. In school, she paid no mind to her peers, focused on her studies in order to graduate on time and get on with a real life no one had ever explained how hard it was to meet someone once you got to that step. Not only was there less opportunity, but then there was the matter of having to struggle with those red protrusions across her forehead, along the jawline, and just above each nostril, which were the most noticeable ones. No thanks to Acne, she met someone. They were to have dinner together at his house. With the occasion being only three days away, she needed her facial dilemmas to cooperate for once. She scooped up her phone and with a few swipes of her finger, the internet led her to an advertisement advocating a face mask that was so powerful it could remove even the most dedicated of facial flaws, even birthmarks. It was almost too good to be true. Amberly's thumb hesitated over the checkout button as she did so, an offer of 20% off and free shipping popped up. The decision for the all-eliminating face remedy was an easy one after that. With the celebratory click of a button, the product was on its way, and with the two-day shipping, it was set to arrive just in time. Amberly quickly flipped between screens on her phone, 
where she could once again read the messages from Drew. She liked that he seemed to be a relatively quiet man, one with a few hobbies, but not looking to go out every night of the week. She could envision herself laying on the couch next to him, cuddling up to watch a movie right before bed, a perfect weekend getaway. Her face illuminated by blue tint, she scrawled across some earlier texts that reminded her of one factor. I hope it's okay, but I do have a son. He will join us for dinner, but he's pretty quiet. He'll probably just go to his room after we eat. I'm sure you'll like him. His name is Oliver. Oh, no, that should be fine. I can't wait to meet him. And you, of course. Amberly wasn't sure whether or not to call Oliver a caveat, but she certainly didn't imagine herself in a potential role of motherhood quite yet. Surely if he was a quiet kid, then it shouldn't be too bad. Am, it's just the first date. Don't get too ahead of yourself. She had to vocally remind herself when there was no one else there to listen. No one else called her by her nickname. Just a secret between herself and the mirror. The next few days came and went uneventfully, up until the cardboard box arrived at Amber Lee's apartment front door. The brown box had an image of a hand, showing an open palm, an inviting gesture welcoming Amber Lee to her own purchase. Like a kid at Christmas, she excitedly tore into the self-gifted package. The bottle was smaller than she had hoped, a mere three ounces, the label was plain and minimalistic, only showing an A-E along the groove of the right side in white text, standing out clearly on the grey-toned bottle. She ran to the bathroom mirror, spraying some of the foaming cleanser before even reaching the sink. The substance was cool and airy to the touch. She had never really felt anything like it. Amberly brushed the foam across her face, gently rubbing circles in the greatest offending areas. She watched herself as the foam thickened and darkened. It latched to her skin. Amberly's caramel eyes widened in shock as the foam turned a dark gray color. It began to look more like a suckling, lifeless mass glued to her face. With her heart rising in her throat, Amberly quickly ran water over her hands and splashed her face. As droplets and streams fell from her cheeks and chin, the plops of viscous clumps fell into the sink with it. It was too much. There was so much falling violently from her face. Her sink basin began to fill and rise with the aftermath of the all-eliminating face remedy. Her shaking fingers grabbed at flesh that pulled away like wet sand when she wiped away the steam from the mirror. All was fine. Better than fine. Her face was clear. Her face was the clearest it had been in years. She brushed back a black curl of hair behind her ear, amazed at her porcelain skin. After patting her face softly with a towel, she decided that 
She didn't even need makeup for her date with Drew. Can't wait to see you tonight. Looking forward to it. Just knock on the door when you get here. I'll handle the rest. Amber Lee shut off the headlights to her white SUV. It was still ten minutes before seven, but she was so excited she had to get out of the house. She thought she might stop for coffee to kill time, but before she could articulate why, she had already pulled up the GPS and started driving to 1211 Frontier Lane. She stepped out of the car, orange leaves crunching underneath her feet. The sweet smell of crisp autumn air rushed by her. The house was just big enough for a small family in a neighborhood where kids played outside. Amberly practically skipped up to the main walkway and without hesitation, knocked on the yellow front door. A curtain from upstairs shuddered. The front door opened to a clearly tired man, masking his restlessness with a gentle grin. His hair wasn't combed, and he was dressed comfortably. But Amber Lee could tell he was a kind soul. Ah, you're early, Drew said, sweeping a hand through his hair. I didn't have much time to tidy up yet, but please, come on in. The food is almost ready. Thank you. Amber Lee was beckoned into the home, and then the dining room, directly to the right of the foyer. She didn't have time to say much before Drew excused himself back into the kitchen. She looked over the decorated table and the family photos spread across the wall. There were so many of Drew and who Amber Lee assumed to be Oliver. She thought it odd, though. There were a bunch of pictures of Oliver in a wheelchair as he was younger, but as she worked her way down the wall, the chair went away. However, in almost all of the photos, as Oliver got older, the chair had been replaced with a strange grin wrapped over Oliver's face. It wasn't like his father's when he greeted Amber Lee at the door. Oliver's grin was unsettling. Amber Lee turned around from the family photo wall and was shocked to see Oliver sitting there in the chair nearest hers, staring directly at her. Oh, hello. You must be Oliver. I'm sorry I didn't hear you come in. Amberly reached out a hand to Oliver to greet him while kneeling down a little bit. Oliver stared back at her with striking emerald eyes glinting from the overhead chandelier. His face was blank, like he was confused on what to do with the outstretched hand. Oh, where are my manners? I'm Amber Lee. How old are you, Oliver? Twelve. A voice replied, almost too high to be recognized as human. That massive grin stretched across his face, unnaturally, perfectly mirroring the photos on the wall. You're pretty, the voice repeated. Something instinctual churned in Amberly's stomach at the oddity of the child. He was heavyset, except not in the way you expect a child to be. All the weight sat in his swollen stomach. 
Oliver looked like he was pregnant. Thank you, Oliver. Her affixed gaze broke by the arrival of Drew, carrying a ceramic baking tray. The smell of an Italian sausage casserole taking her attention away from any momentary alarm. The three of them served up plates and ate together, with many mouthfuls of appreciative mmms and mmms. Amberly thought of how pleasant that moment was. Just the three of them together. It felt like she belonged right where she was. The plates and the casserole dish were cleaned in a matter of minutes. Wine? Drew asked Amberly as she helped rinse the dishes. Oh, please, I would love some red if you have it. Amberly put the tray and plates into the dishwasher and grabbed the glass of wine handed to her. She couldn't explain why, but she felt like she knew exactly where everything was supposed to go, where the wine was kept out of Oliver's reach, which drawer held the corkscrew, and she already knew that they were heading towards the couch to watch a movie. Drew and herself sat on the couch while Oliver sat in a wooden chair to the right of the TV, playing with a few dolls with yarn hair. Another peculiarity about the young boy. You're not going to your room? Drew questioned his son. It was the first time Amber Lee noticed him addressing his son. No, I want to stay and watch. The voice that didn't match the lips they came out of replied. Oliver wasn't watching the TV from where he was sitting. Your face is looking red. Are you okay? Oliver's penetrating tone taunted Amber Lee, but she felt the stirring fear, a primal fear that toyed with her deepest insecurity. I'll be right back. She leapt from the couch, hooked a left past the sliding glass door and down the hallway to the half-bathroom. She fumbled with the lock, but her frantic fingers couldn't operate the small twist knob. The stranger in the mirror looked back at her with skin clearer than it had been in years. Her fingertip ran across her face. Perhaps there was something. Amberly slowly leaned closer to the mirror, examining small, porous beads of red beginning to gather where her finger touched. They were so easily unnoticeable, but they were there. Scrambling through various items in her purse, Amberly fished out the plain gray bottle, squeezed out the remainder of its contents, and bound her face in white paste. She tore off the clumps again, filling the sink's basin with gray matter. With each hefty plunge of skin, Amberly could feel her worry drift back to the recesses of her mind. Other concerns followed swiftly behind. Memories of her first job? The name of her high school valedictorian, her favorite place to shop at. All these details simply tucked themselves away, much like the blemishes that once decorated her face. A renewed Amber Lee wiped a towel across her skin, removing any excess cream, ever so delicately pulling back the curtain to see what new face awaited on the other side features were sharper, particularly the cheekbones. 
that looked like they were hand-carved. A soft thump from the corner of the room demanded Amberly's attention as she looked over to see a doll resting on the seat of the toilet. Woven, flawless skin looked back up at her from underneath a knitted yellow sun hat. The doll had intricate, hypnotic details about it. Despite how Amberly tried to question how the doll got into the bathroom, she found the thoughts fleeting the longer she stared at the hand-woven masterpiece before her. There was a flowing yet elegant yellow dress that accompanied the sun hat. Small beads of onyx reflected the world they stared at. Needle-stitched lips pursed across the pale face. Are you doing okay in there? Drew knocked on the bathroom door, startling Amber Lee out of her trance. When she looked back to the toilet lid, the doll was gone. Be out in just a minute. Amber Lee did her best to sound like herself. Despite the near-unrecognizable face construction she was seeing in her reflection, the face on the other side of the mirror was so beautiful. Look at you, Anne. You're pretty. She whispered to herself passionately. A few sips of Cabernet later, Amber Lee felt her eyes struggling to stay open on the couch. She tried to remember walking back to the couch. Many of the lights inside the house had been diminished. How much time had passed? You're in no shape to drive home. Drew's voice was fading, like he was already heading up the stairs. Stay here. The distant demands echoed through her mind wrapping like chains around her synapses. She felt a blanket tuck under her chin before she had the chance to respond. It bound her like a body ready for a pyre. Her mind struggled to piece together the events of the night. She tried to remember the movie they watched. She tried to remember if they even watched a movie. The thoughts wouldn't reach out to her. Something was keeping them away. Her eyes slowly drifted close. In the thick of the night, Amber Lee woke up wincing at the green light coming from the screen of the TV. She wondered if they had left it on. Her vision circled a few laps around the room before focusing. The verdant glow faded. Amber Lee sat up on the couch looking for the remote she must have bumped. She paused as she saw it resting on the coffee table, clearly out of her reach. The green light slowly filled the room once more, bathing it from ceiling to floor. Amberly had to squint her eyes as if she was staring into head-on traffic. The small amount of clarity she could form made her realize that the light was not coming from the TV, but from directly to the right of the TV. The wooden chair creaked under the weight of something moving. 
the green bulbs of light shuddered, and a figure, silhouetted by the house's interior lights, shifted closer to the couch. Amberly tried to right her head, but the spinning would not stop. Something was very wrong. The light began to emerge again, this time on the other side of the coffee table. Eyes, Amberly thought to herself. The green eyes. Would you like to meet my friends? A familiar shrill voice asked Amberly. They've been waiting so long to play with someone. Oliver, or whatever this thing was that claimed to be Oliver, stood up and slowly walked around the coffee table towards the couch. His footsteps were not normal. His limbs danced as a marionette. In fact, this one was made just for you. In a frail, unsteady hand, a crocheted woolen doll stood perfectly still despite the shaking pedestal it was presented on. She wore a yellow sundress and a matching wide-brim hat. Marked on the top of the hat was the nickname Am. (gasps) How did you... Amberly struggled to rise from her covering shackles, but as she spoke to the green-eyed thing before her, she felt a puncture strike right at the roof of her mouth. A sewing needle forced Amberly's mouth open, piercing the roof of her gums. Unable to clench her jaw closed, as the needle caught the back of the bottom row of her teeth. The woven doll unraveled and string by string forced itself into Amberly's mouth. She felt the yarn grasp around each of her teeth, and she felt it stretch along the inside of her throat, running burns along the interior. Her body became puppeteered, Endless yarn wrapping around bone and muscle tissue just below the surface of the skin. Amberly watched as her own entwined fingers reached up to remove the needle from her mouth. The bleeding had already been sealed by a patch of thread. Pin needle sized pieces of string held her eyelids open from the inside. They forced a horrendous, ear-to-ear smile across her bleeding face. She felt her body forcibly move forward, following Oliver out the front door of the house and into the night streets. The young woman could do nothing to fight back control of her own body. Nothing other than to watch and cry. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much to Zach Palmer, the author of this week's story. Show him some love. Um, I have a link in the show notes to all the important stuff. Again, use that link tree. Um, I'm currently at a very awkward angle because Clara Bow, my little kitty cat, has decided to fall asleep on my desk and she has this thing where she likes to hold hands. She likes to put her paws on my hand and 
I am afraid to move because she looks so cute. So um, I'm at an awkward angle. Go to that link tree. That's linked to everything you need for the show. Merchandise, social media sites, and it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Scare You to Sleep. If you'd like to submit a story for the show for me to do my spooky magic to one of your stories, um, go to scarytosleep at gmail.com or send it to scarytosleep at gmail.com or you can go to scarytosleep.com where there is a contact submission form and you can use that if that's easier than sending an email. So, um, yeah, live show. What about that? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, John Grills, Pacific Obadiah and I will be doing, well, and there's going to be a few other special guests, but we will be doing one whole night of three of your favorite podcasts. It's going to be so exciting. I've never been to Chicago before, so I'm very excited about that. So if you have any recommendations for me for food or uh, places to go, I don't think I'll be there for that long, but I would appreciate food suggestions. I want to try a deep dish pizza. Never had a deep dish pizza in my whole life somehow, and I want to try a deep dish pizza. I don't care for the haters who say that it's going to be like pizza soup. I haven't tried it yet, so let me figure out for myself, okay? Uh, let's see what else. Oh, go join the Patreon if you can. Um, Patreon, for just a dollar a month, you can get all the shows, all every episode ad-free if you don't like the ads, which is totally understandable, but I gotta make money somehow. <laughs> and it has not been a great summer, I will tell you that. So keep my little Clara bow in kitty treats and all the fancy things she needs by going to Patreon and joining for, again, a dollar. You get all the episodes ad-free and a few bonus episodes. Five dollars, you get a sticker and all the in bonus episodes, bonus videos, um, extra things that the dollar tier doesn't get. And $10, at the moment, you get a spooky letter from me and, uh... Yeah, all the other all the other stuff. I will be rearranging the tiers soon, so that is a limited time offer. So please go if you would like. Some of the physical rewards might be going away, so if you would like a spooky letter, especially, uh, maybe go join up as soon as you can, because those are going to be going by the wayside soon. I've realized I can't keep up with them. I've taken on some other uh, tasks for some other shows, and so my own show. It's not taking a back burner or anything, but doing a weekly show plus trying to do other creative endeavors and grow my spooky world has been a little difficult to keep up with these physical rewards. So if you are a patron right now, I apologize if it's a little late. I do everything by hand, everything. I address them. I make the letters look really creepy, including the stickers. I hand address all of it. Um, I take a lot of time and care into doing a lot of this stuff and picking out cute pens and all that good stuff. So I apologize for being behind, which is why I'm going to be retiring them because I don't, I feel really awful that I've been a little bit behind on them and I can't keep up with, um, not demand. No one's been demanding, but you know, just, I want you to get what you deserve. So we're going to figure out something different on that front and let's see what else. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm just very excited about the live show. Still working on Scary to Sleep in Espanol. So again, keep your eyes peeled for that. That's going to be a little while though. 
to be honest, it's going to be a little while because we got to translate episodes. Today, I got to pick out some voice actors, which is very exciting. I have something I've never done before. Um, I hope my Spanish-speaking audience is happy with the voice actors I went with. I tried to get the same vibe as me, uh, just so it's the same, you know, vibe. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about that. I think that's it. Guided Nightmares, I promise you, are coming soon. Again, I've been working on some other projects outside of my show. I've been actually writing a few episodes that I was commissioned to write for some other shows. So I'm very excited to tell you when to go see my work that's just in writing that I didn't produce myself. And I've been wanting to send my writing other places. I have only been producing my own writing for a while. I've never really sent it out because I'm nervous too. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I'm afraid that everyone will just say no. See, for those who are scared to send in stuff to my show, I get the same writing jitters. So, yeah, uh, same, same, same. Okay, this has devolved into a lot of rambling, even though this is the rambling part of the show. And yeah, uh, lots of stuff coming up. Again, the last two months were just a little hectic because each month in July and in August, I had to take a whole week uh, off and be away literally in different states. So hopefully the focus is going to come. Hopefully <laughs> it will. The focus is going to be coming back. And not that I think the show has suffered at all, but I just mean for extra stuff like the guided nightmares and Frankenstein that we need to finish. All the extras are going to be a little easier to work on because it's been a little difficult trying to get out a weekly show while being in a different state. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys hanging on while I've had this crazy summer and I love you and spooky season is upon us um not here in LA it's a million degrees here so it doesn't feel like spooky season but um it's coming you know it's coming my birthday's coming up so that's fun too uh yeah all right everyone I'm gonna let you go in fact she just woke up just in time for me to end this and I can now freely move my microphone without freaking her out course she decided right now to wake up but that's okay she's adorable so we forgive her um all right drink your water especially this in this heat wave if you're experiencing it experiencing a heat wave and go get some sleep sweet dreams <laughs>